Welcome back to another Edge God In podcast. Thank you for pushing that pause button to Edge God In. I'm excited to be back. I've been traveling for two weeks and excited to get back on track with our weekly podcasts. Today's topic is entitled Connecting Emotional Intelligence and the Desk. And you've heard us speak about in our podcasts, the Emotional Intelligence in Christ Project. If you're interested in finding out more information about that, you can visit us at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. We have a book there called Emotional Intelligence in Christ. In it, we connect DISC with emotional intelligence. And so our conversation today, I'm joined with one of the contributors to that book, Ken Vogus, who's an adjunct professor in the doctorate program at Dallas Seminary. And he actually, we, we did a series at emotional or actually at edgegodin.com recently on the DISC profile. If you haven't listened to that series, highly encourage you to check that one out because there's a lot of good information about how we're wired and what do we do with that? And, and what examples do we have from scriptures to show us how to really maximize what God has given us in terms of our gifts and talents, and how we can make God recognizable in this world. Our mission at Emotional Intelligence in Christ is actually to create the learning systems that lead us to an encounter with God's love. First and foremost, to lead us to an encounter with God's love, because it's the love of God that transforms our heart, our mind, our emotions, and the world around us. So it, we, we really have put, put forth that prayer, dear God, use us to create the learning systems necessary to help guide people, to guide you into an encounter with God's love through Jesus, so that the Holy Spirit can empower you with the ability to discern and manage your emotions and behaviors in a way that honors God by loving others well as Jesus did. So visit us at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. You can explore the different projects that are coming through that site. Our main mission at Edge Got In is actually the voice, becoming the voice of emotional intelligence in Christ. And you can visit us at edgegotin.com. With every podcast, we actually put these scriptures down that we're using, as well as other helpful resources in a one sheet to capture your learnings from today's topic, connecting emotional intelligence in Christ and the desk. So our learning objective for today is when you walk away with, from today's podcast, you'll have an overview of the four main components of emotional intelligence in Christ, uh, as well as their relationship to disc and the scriptures that back that up. Summing it all up, we were talking before we jumped on the, the podcast, it really comes comes down to encountering Jesus and doing what Jesus did. Remember those bracelets, what would Jesus do? And it's really getting back to the simplicity of, wow, Jesus was masterful at emotional intelligence. <laughs> he, was, he was emotional intelligence. And so we have so much to learn, particularly in our society today, where there are so many emotional flare-ups and animal planet moments. Perhaps you've had one in the last week. Um, perhaps you have a crucial conversation coming up where emotions are high, the stakes are high, and you have opposing viewpoints. 
And you really want to up your emotional intelligence in Christ to stay off the stage of the drama, to be able to drop into that calm, confident, strong spirit of the presence of Christ within you. If so, then stay tuned because we have uh, some powerful information today that will help you up your game when it comes to being able to be the boss of your emotions in Christ and with Christ. So let's jump in in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sweet Jesus, we surrender our emotions to you. And oftentimes our emotions are triggered by our thought life. And many times we get defensive and we take offense, not because of what people are saying, but because of the motives that we attribute as to why they're saying what they're saying. And therefore, we get spun up our ladder and create all these assumptions and belief systems about ourselves. They just keep us stuck. Help us, Lord. Deliver us from those strong emotions that continually hijack us from that peace that passes all human understanding. Help us to remember that we're not here to work for the people around us. We're here to work for you. Therefore, you will not leave us empty-handed. So fill us up, Lord, with your emotional, intelligent presence. Guide our perspectives. Help us to see what you want us to see, hear what you want us to hear, and respond from the place of the heart so that when people see us and hear us, we make you recognizable. May the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, you are a rock and you are a redeemer. We don't want to do life without you. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Ken, thank you so much for jumping. You're brave, my friend, jumping back in, <laughs> connecting, <laughs> connecting emotional intelligence in Christ and DISC. So uh, Ken, Ken was brought into our, our project, Emotional Intelligence in Christ. We were putting our, our book together. We now have a course and we're working on a six-week Bible study and workshop and all kinds of fun things in that area to create those learning systems. But Ken, really, you really bought a, um, an incredible connection in with the desk. And uh, we, we, we worked together to make it come alive in, in, in the emotional intelligence in Christ process, right? And, and working through that. So today I'm, I'm really excited to, to basically talk about the components of emotional intelligence and what is the model's main focus? Um, I know we created a model in our book, the EIC method. Mm -hmm. And um, this is a hot topic, one that I feel like we could talk about every day because we encounter strong emotions daily. Well, you asked me about, uh, about emotional intelligence. You're the expert on it. And uh, what I'm doing is, is giving you my perception of it. And I, it's always helpful to say, hey, this is what I understand. Absolutely. <laughs> you, God's you, the expert, I have to you, say. You, I'm you not can the go expert. ahead and say, well, you missed this <laughs> or missed that. But, but uh, wh what, I, what I look at when I saw the model, uh, you know, you have four components. That, that, and, and two of them are what I call internal and two are external and so in other words you're, you're trying to find out the importance of self-recognition who are you 
And then self motive, uh, self management. How do I, how do I deal with my stuff? Mm. So you know, the first step that you get in in using the models is knowing who you are. The 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 second part or the second component is uh, social recognition and social management. In other words, understanding other people, who they are, and the, oh, by the way, they may be different. <laughs> and then how do, how do I go ahead and respond to them based on their needs? So you've got four components, two are ter- internal, two are external. So that's uh, the, 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 the direction in which you're going, I think, is in the focus on agape love. So what we're not only taking two models we're putting together, but we're putting uh, the, the, the value system of what, what uh, God intends is important. Mm. Absolutely. Now we just finished up the uh, four part series on the desk, the DISC. And can you, can you give an overview of that for, for listeners who, who haven't, who haven't checked those podcasts out yet in terms of what, what, what are those components of the desk? Okay. What, what the components are, are, are they, there are four different, and again, we're back to four components of understanding normal behavior. And they're very different. You have the dominant, the influencing, the steadiness, and the compliance. So that's the identification of who they are. And what do they do? They give very specific definition of what the wants fears, strengths, and limitations of these styles are, which are very different. But the the main benefit is the environmental strategy. How do I understand how to love that person? So we we have two different components, but when you put put them together, that that really accentuates uh, the the ability to to, uh, pass on emotional intelligence in any situation that you might have. Mm. Absolutely. And um, you mentioned the D-I-S-C, and we, we broke those down in specific uh, podcasts, emotional intelligence principles in loving high I's, emotional intelligent principles in loving high D's, high S's, high C's. So if you haven't had an opportunity to explore those podcasts, you can check it out at edgegotin.com for more information on DISC. We're continuing this conversation by shifting our focus more into the four components or steps really of emotional intelligence in Christ. The first being the self-recognition. And and this is emotional intelligence has been around for a while now in the secular realm. And what we've done is we've taken the four components in the secular realm and shifted them into redefine them in and through Christ. So we, we refer to self-recognition as identity in Christ. Um, what's the purpose of putting, before we jump in more specifically into that one, Ken, what is the purpose of putting these models together and what's the benefit or takeaway of, of, of doing this, of, of bringing the disc into or, or, or connecting it hand in hand, which we did in our, in our book, What's the upside of that? The upside, again, is to go ahead and understand um, and accept that, you know, we're different. And we need to know, uh, you know, define on on an individual who we are 
And again, that go, goes back into the self-recognition, self-management thing and who others are. It just, just gives you that, that uh, uh, another level of understanding on how to go ahead and go about the process of loving one another. The other thing I wanted to talk about just briefly with regard to DISC is that it is a behavioral model that goes ahead and um, profiles normal behavior and adaptive behavior. And so you get two looks at who you are behaviorally. One is who you really are and how do you uh, recognize how to adapt to other people. So we, we've got a component or a behavioral model that does, that does that and others do not. They'll just come up with a type system. They'll have one profile and that, that's all you have. But, but this one gives you a, a two-dimensional look at, look at behavior, which is, I think, very, very critical to knowing how to go ahead and create the right emotional intelligence to a specific individual. Mm. Absolutely. And, and um, our book actually includes a complimentary, uh, well, it's actually included within the book, but you can take the shorter version of the biblical desk. And, and Ken is the, the author and founder of the biblical desk. And, you can, and there's a link in our book that you can take the shorter version. And if you're interested in taking the longer version, and you want to just go straight into the longer version, please visit us at leadlikejesus.com. And you can take the longer version of the desk as well. Um, one of my favorite profiles and assessments out there simply because it really focuses in on behavior. And the Holy Spirit is, is constantly the hound from heaven on our behavior and wanting us to bring us back into living out the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, gentleness, even in our intonation and delivery kindness, self-control. That's the big one, which is the second step of emotional intelligence in Christ. And so, so this is my favorite part. Um, this is, we're, we're talking about systems here and it's nothing without Jesus. So what is the benefit of bringing Jesus into the mix? <laughs> That's a great question. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, Jesus is our model. Yep. You know, he's, he's our model. Amen. But, but the thing that's so important to understand about him is that his ability to adapt to the needs of any individual that, that, that he came in contact with. When you guys came uh, to me the first time, it says, can, you know, we've got these four components and we've got five um, subtitles to the, the component. Each one of the components is, could you come up with a case study of, of, of those? You know, and I looked at it <laughs> and I said, well, there's 60 and you want me to come up with 20. I think I can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And you did an excellent you know, job. And so, I, so I said, I'll, get, I'll give you a smorgasbord of, of case studies here. <laughs> and you know you're the expert you tell me whether or not that is what you're trying to say i know what jesus is trying to do but does that fit to your model and, and the other thing that i did here is say i'm going to be your heavenly sandpaper if i'm thinking you're off i'll tell you yep absolutely <laughs> you, know, and, you know and so so i i i, I want to be kind of outside your circle to mm. as a as a loving critic of, mm. of, of what you're trying to say and does it fit what Jesus is doing in mm. each one of these case studies. And I, I hope I've accomplished that. 
<laughs> Absolutely. And, and I know we've, we've all agreed on this um, in our little God squad, um, putting together this project as guide as God has continued to guide us with this. The one thing that I'll continually come back to is, is we're not creating a model and trying to fit Jesus into it. We are turning to Jesus and creating a model based on how he leads us. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because you, you came up with that. And I remember we all agreed on that. Do you remember that conversation when we first started? No, out? I don't, but refresh <laughs> me a little bit. Yeah. 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 So we, we were talking about how um, it, it's, it's, you know, in education and, and content development, it's, it's always a joy to, to develop a unique, ref, refreshing model, right? And, mm -hmm. and with this, it, it, it's been our intention since the get-go and launch of the Emotional Intelligence in Christ mission statement. Part of that is to look at Jesus first and foremost and to follow his lead in emotional mm -hmm. intelligence and then mm -hmm. flush out that clarity of focus for accuracy or response when it comes to how do we follow that lead? Um, because he, he, he was so masterful at dealing with so many different yeah. personalities and lots of different strong emotions. And he was able to maintain that. It, it, I'm thinking of the verse. Uh, he didn't give us a spirit of timidity, but a power of love and self-discipline. So he was mm -hmm. powerful. He, he, he came forth with love and had phenomenal self-discipline when it came to his emotions. And, and let's just take the first step of emotional intelligence in Christ, which is identity in Christ, or secularly speaking, self-recognition, awareness of self. Mm. Um, and it's a place to start understanding and using the EI model, EIC model. Where does Jesus fit into that? That's a great question too. And uh, what I what I went when, when he started about self-recognition, did Jesus know uh, Jesus know who he is and, and when did he know it? <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, and, uh, and in, in Luke, we have a passage uh, that talks about Jesus being in the temple when he's 12 years old. And the, the mom was saying, why, why did you do this? You know, and he said, well, don't you understand that I'm in my, my father's house. He understood exactly at, <laughs> a boy 12 years old who he who he was <laughs> and how many 12 year old boys do you know know who they are and what they're supposed to do you know he, he knew that immediately as to you know who he was and what he was all about and then to fast forward that uh as to who he was was I, I go to Matthew 16, and I call this the midterm exam <laughs> of, 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 of the disciples knowing who he was. And, uh, and he used the term, <laughs> who do you say I am? <laughs> and there was a hint there as, a, as to you know, what it was, and it has to do with this connection to the Father. And by the way, he used it 153 times as to that I am connected to Exodus 3 and 4, the, 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 the Son of God. So he's from a self-recognition, he knew 
early on who he was and what his mission was. So he was very comfortable and very open to letting people know who he was. So it's, you know, self-recognition, he got it early. <laughs> and and that's, that's a great question to think about just based on that is um, Jesus knew who he was early on. And so the question today, listeners, is do you know who you are? Amen. Amen. To know who you are and you and the the disc model of behavior gives you that insight as to who you are and how God wired you. And God doesn't make junk. Mm-hmm. He, he makes something very, very precious. And you're, uh, we, we talk about disc or the behavior model as normal behavior. He made you a certain way. Now, people in this culture may perceive the way you are as dysfunctional when in reality, he made you for a specific purpose. And you, the, the earlier you are at figuring out who you are based on, on your individual uh, wiring and intelligence is critical to you going ahead and, and using what you are for the, for the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Totally makes sense. We have a little discussion in in chapter three of our book about that in terms of who you are and whose you are um, and what that looks like of understanding that we are part of a royal priesthood, a holy nation of people belonging to God, that we were created in in the image of God, uh, created to do good purposes, which which God has prepared in advance for us to do. So there are so many scriptures, Ken, and I'm sure you have even more in the area of, of our identity mm-hmm. yeah, and what that looks like for us. So that's our first step. And again, this is an overview of the four different yeah. steps of emotional intelligence as connected to DISC. The second one, once you have that, that grounded self-awareness, identity in Christ, as we refer to that first step in emotional intelligence in Christ as being, then we can move on to self-control. Now, I, I want to talk about the bridge, Ken, just a little bit between once we understand who we are, whose we are in Christ, how is that connected to our ability to master or 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 more today than yesterday, I should say, because the Holy Spirit is constantly chiseling us into the image of God. How does having our identity grounded on the rock rather than the sand, the rock being Christ, give us that ability to use self-control or even have self-control over strong emotions. Well, I think uh, the, the, the issue is self-management. How do mm-hmm. we do that? The reality is we're in an imperfect world. <laughs> Absolutely. Know, we're in an imperfect world. and Pretty dark is out there. Always, <laughs> and we've got an enemy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that 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 would is strategy is to induce fear mm-hmm. in, in in our lives and we can become to use your term hijacked by our fears mm-hmm. and and knowing that they will come and there are their their darts or their the arrows that are coming our way and we've got to figure out what is what is i de- defense mechanism to go ahead and handle these things. And I go back to Christ and I go back to the case study where he was at his weakest. And that is in the temptation where he was 40 days <laughs> into a fast. Mm-hmm. 
And certainly, you know, he should have been vulnerable at that point in time. And at that, that point, and when he was most vulnerable, Satan shows up and he tempts him with that. And I think the focus is how did Jesus handle that? How did what was what was his offensive weapon that he had? And it was the word of God. Does Satan understand scripture? Absolutely he does. And he can misquote it. And you think, well, it's scripture, so it's got to be true to, based on that interpretation that you're coming through. But what Jesus answered is, is when Satan says, so scripture says, Jesus said, but scripture also says, which countered his misinterpretation. So what is our strength? It's the word of God. Mm. That's what Jesus used. Mm. What do you think we need to know? We need Absolutely. to understand the scripture and, and how to apply the principles of scriptures to handle and manage the fear issues that come into our lives. Mm. The other thing that 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 uh, testimony of Christ was that Jesus had an enormous amount of, of, of power available to him. And we fast forward to Matthew 26, where he is going to be arrested and go to the cross. And he didn't sacrifice any of his powers. He just set them aside. When they came, uh, of course, Peter went ahead and did his Zorro act and cut, cut off the, the ear of, well, of the high priest's <laughs> And, and Jesus would talk about him. emotion out of control, right? How many times have That's you felt like taking a sword <laughs> and cut someone's and, and, ear and, off? And, and, and Peter in the flesh is giving it his best shot because he's going to protect Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Jesus rebukes him and says, don't you understand what's going on here? I don't need your help, Peter. <laughs> if I needed help, I could ask the, uh, the Father to send 12 legions, and that's 72,000 angels here in a, in a New York minute yeah, to take right. care of these things. But I, I, I set aside that power to go to the cross for you, for us. Hmm. Boy, you talk about a model of self-control. You know, he didn't sacrifice any of his power. He just simply set it aside. So I think those two <laughs> would, would be my models of self-management. Well, just pulling from the desk and, and the dominant style, the D stands for the dominant, their biggest fear is loss of power or control. And exactly. so um, Jesus really... Uh, has has an incredible ability like you said he he doesn't he keeps his power but he sets it aside through the yes. through the self-control for his mission and as i've kind of thought about this in my own life you know when i'm triggered i'm giving myself permission to just step back step off the stage for a moment to breathe and reconnect to god and to remember that i'm christ's ambassador and he's making his appeal through me. So listeners, a good question to think about as you're going through your day to manage your emotions in a way that honors God by loving others well, is when you start to feel those strong emotions coming up, give yourself a gift stop and come back to a scripture, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Um, I am not my own. Um, I belong to Christ. 
for, for his purposes. And so is my behavior aligning with that mission? See, I, I think, Ken, and, and particularly these days, we're getting hijacked, uh, like you said, in a New York minute, in 125 thousandths of a second. That's how quickly the stress response kicks in when we mm. feel threatened by something outside of us. And so self-management in, in the secular phrasing of emotional intelligence, self-control in the phrasing of emotional intelligence in Christ, is that ability through the power of the Holy Spirit to remember our mission. Because that's what happened to Jesus in the garden. Peter, Peter lost, he, he, he wasn't fully in on that yet. So he was still moving from the flesh. Exactly. Defending, defending himself, defending Christ, Um, self-defense, which, you know, uh, defensiveness is on a rise. No shocker. Jesus says offense will increase in the end times. And we're seeing it uh, just literally uh, at a phenomenal rate, increasing daily. So what role can we play when it comes to managing our emotions in a way that honors God by allowing the fruit of the spirit, self-control to come alive in our life? So that we can have victory in the garden of strong emotions like Jesus did. So as you're, as you're sharing this case study, I think it's really powerful to consider managing our need for control in, in, in a way that honors God, because uh, usually when we feel out of control, that's when, that's when our self-control goes out the back door. And depending upon how we're wired, whether a DISC, we will either explode, we'll either retreat and avoid confrontation. Um, we'll have to take three personal days, or we'll go back to the drawing board and get into the weeds of what we could have done differently, the four different areas. Um, so this is a powerful conversation and we'll have, this is just the launching of this, this conversation moving forward. Let's move on to the next step. So we have identity in Christ. That's the first step in emotional intelligence in Christ or self-recognition. We have self-control, the second step, which is self-management. And now once we've done those two internal uh, anchorings, so to speak, of emotional intelligence, now we can go out of ourselves, Right. And step into social recognition, secularly speaking, or as we've reframed it as altruistic attitude, having that altruistic attitude and involving accepting the differences in behavior uh, by giving empathy rather than judgment. Mm -hmm. Love Mm -hmm. transforms, judgment repels, and Jesus was all about that. What's, what are your favorite case studies when it comes to Jesus dealing with with specific male and female biblical characters in the area of having an altruistic attitude or social recognition. Thank you. Uh, I I like to start um, with the case studies with with the, with uh, the female gender uh, and Jesus' um, response to women, mm-hmm. and there are are four case studies. Uh, where Jesus went ahead and used the word woman and, and, and initially talking to, uh, to these ladies uh, and, and what it meant 
and and how he set that empathy with her. He set the tone, and if I could say that, the tone of addressing uh, the, uh, the female with the word "woman." It 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 it, it and the, the and the individuals that were involved here, where you have those case studies, is Mary Magdalene, his mom, the woman at the well, and the woman accused of adultery. And as he started out by talking to them by using the word "woman." And in that culture, what that what that word communicated was one of incredible respect and an endurement. He started out there as to show them how much he valued who they were. And then he went into, uh, you know, a dialogue of affirming them. So, I, I, you know, I, 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 it, it would take a, a couple of hours <laughs> to go through just those case studies, Lauren. To, to see how 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 tender he was to 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 women mm-hmm. and even women who were not necessarily in the culture um, uh, affirmed I mean the mm-hmm. the the uh, woman at the well was you know a, a a Samaritan and she'd been married five times I mean you know she was not a speller but yet he showed her respect. The woman had called in adultery, same thing. And he affirmed her, woman, where are your accusers? So, so it's always that tenderness that he had toward women that I saw. Now, with regard to, to the male, uh, the one that just stands out to me is Zacchaeus, mm, <laughs> the tax absolutely. collector, mm. the, the shrimp mm-hmm. <laughs> sitting up <laughs> on a tree. You know? yep. And and he says, I'm coming to your house. <laughs> and, and and you know, and to 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 show that empathy, nobody liked these guys. You know, mm. <laughs> tax collectors were the scum of the earth as far as the culture is concerned. And yet Jesus says, I'm gonna come to your house. Mm. The disciples, you know, who, who were they? Uneducated fishermen was 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 he always tender to those guys? So he he could rebuke them, he certainly could. And of course, he also had a zealot, <laughs> a terrorist, <laughs> and, and then of course Judas. So you you see all this, <laughs> the, the the diversity. That says of me. The so you're saying I have a chance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do I. <laughs> I love it. You know, but 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 what what is so fascinating about all these case studies is how he did that. And he understood that person, their want and their fear, and so, so beautifully went ahead and connected with them. You know, it it, it it's it's amazing uh, what what he did, it, it it and how he did it. You know, and the thing is that so important the disc is when you study the person and you come up with the strategy of how to respond to that type of person, and then you see Jesus do it. <laughs> that's so powerful and i say wow yep. <laughs> that it is so rich mm-hmm. and and it's and it's so important mm-hmm. to us to say how do we go ahead and create that empathy to anybody that comes in our sphere of influence the only way you can do it is understand who they are absolutely and and, and disc does that gives you that insight Mm-hmm. which it makes it just walks hand in hand the disc with with emotional intelligence in christ you got it make, making it come alive 
truly does. Right. Um, I've learned a lot through this project. There's no doubt about that. So we'll, we'll be taking a deeper dive into this because those, those stories, um, we've included a lot of them within our book. It's really transforming when you see how Jesus dealt with people with different personalities and how in spite of what society might think of different people, Jesus went right in. And this is where, where it's an invitation for us to really pray against a, a pharmaceutical spirit. How would you describe a pharmaceutical spirit, by the way, Ken, just out of curiosity? I know I'm just throwing that question in. A pharmaceutical, did you yeah, say? Yeah, pharmaceutical, when someone kind of has the pharmaceutical Well, attitude. you know, I've run into a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's no fun, uh, you know, because they're, they're, it is the uh, the inclusion of judgment over empathy. I, you know, it's, it, it's, you know, they say, hey, I've got my, see, the Pharisees had over 300 uh, different type of laws, actually of 500 uh, of, of that were total, but, you know, the 365 were don'ts. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and if you break one of them, you know, they judge you based you on, on your, your inability to go ahead and perform according to their standards. Yeah, and it's well basically said. the flesh is mm-hmm. what it is. And it's, and it's tough and it's mm-hmm. tough because they come with an authority, which is base, basically self-driven. And so it's, it's hard. And, and, uh, you know, we, we deal with those all, all the time and it's, it, it's tough. It's tough. I remember when I first accepted Christ when I was 17, I was, I was surrounded by young, young people around my age that were so grounded in their love for Christ. They weren't hijacked by the opinions of the world around them. So they weren't rising and falling depending upon how the world was judging them at that time. And I remember hitting my knees and saying, I want that. I'm, I'm exhausted. I want that Jesus come into my life, cleanse me from my sin. And I want to follow you and know the freedom that you died to give me so that we're not confined by the opinions of what other people are saying and doing. Jesus wasn't confined by status or the opinions of other people. Every day we have the opportunity to ask ourselves the question, are we confined by status or the opinions of other people? Because our ability to accept the love of Christ allows us to love well. Once we've experienced that profound love right where you're at, and Jesus loves us enough not to leave us there, then we're able to step into that altruistic attitude to see the needs of others better than our own. And this brings us to our final step in emotional intelligence in Christ, which is the Christ connections, the ability to make connections as Jesus did. In the secular world, it's it's called the social management, right? How how do you handle um, emotionally charged situations when you're dealing with different characteristics, different men's characteristics, women's characteristics, um, and and how does DISC enter the picture in validating how on target Jesus' responses were? What happened in the 20th century that the DISC model of behavior came up with a theory. You can motivate other people, but what you can do is create the right environment so that you do make that connection. Mm-hmm. And what I did is I studied those models and from a secular standpoint, and, and voila, I found <laughs> found 2,000 years ago, Jesus did, did them. 
you know, I said, man, now, now you have really something. And what I did is I organized these strategies, these four different strategies, D, I, S, and C, into what I call the, the, the model of the three R's. In other words, how to respond, relate, and reinforce each one of these styles into a strategy of creating that empathy that emotional intelligence is talking about. And I'll just highlight because each one of these would take another hour to go ahead and do it. But you have with the dominant style Acts 9 and in in Jesus dealing with the Apostle Paul and in and, and, uh, John 21 on how to deal with Peter and John uh, in, in uh, dealing with the high eye. And uh, then, of course, you, you, you've got also Thomas, <laughs> the high C on how Jesus dealt with the doubting Thomas, which was was totally different. And then. The, 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 what I like, too, is is the model of Jesus handling Mary and Martha, Ma- Martha, the D and, and, and Mary, the S, how he handled uh, that situation with the death of Lazarus. Each one of these is incredibly different, but it's modeled in what I call the three R's, how to respond, how to relate, how to reinforce each one of the particular styles. So it, this is how you go ahead and develop what does that agape emotional intelligence look like in a personal definition. That's what this does. When you go through it, you actually come up with a personal definition of how to love you. That's one of the strengths that you have. And then in the sharing of that in a group that you discover how different each one of them are. So again, you have the models in in scripture on how to go ahead and love a DI or SNT with emotional intelligence. Mm. That's so rich, so powerful. We could have continued on with this and we will. We'll we'll chunk down every month. We'll do a, a highlighted continued conversation based on connecting emotional intelligence in Christ and the desk, starting with the first step, identity in Christ. And then we'll move to self-control. We'll move to altruistic attitude and how to make those Christ connections so that we can truly step into the experience of being able to discern and manage our emotions and behaviors in a way that honors God by loving others well as Jesus did. Finally, Ken, what conclusions should we draw or can we draw from Jesus' responses? Before Jesus went to the cross, he gave one final commandment. And that commandment is that you love one another. He said it twice, John 13 34 and John 15, 17. It says, this is my commandment that you love one another. And the point is this, Jesus is our model on how to love and meet the needs of, of others in whatever situation he comes. Jesus is our model in knowing how to express agape love in the use of emotional intelligence. Mm. I'm reminded of the verse that says, love the Lord your God, listen to his voice and hold fast to him. So we're loving, we're listening, we're holding fast because he is our emotional intelligent, or he is emotional intelligence. And as we draw close to him, he gives us victory over those strong emotions that just hijack us so quickly. And we become uh, more awake as Jesus speaks about wake up so you have eyes to see ears to hear and a heart to respond in a way that makes god recognizable ken thank you so much once again for valuable valuable information around how we're wired 
and how can how we can become more like Jesus, specifically in the area of our emotions, becoming the boss of our emotions with the help and guidance of the Holy Spirit within us. And we look forward to to breaking these down in the months to come. And in the meantime, my friend, be well. Thank you for, for joining us today. And any closing thoughts? Just honored to be with you. And, and uh, I pray that what we've done today is helped others in figuring out <laughs> how to go ahead and love one another. That would be my, I hope, as a result of our having this conversation, figuring out how to love as Jesus loved. Absolutely. And would you please close us in prayer? Father, I thank you for the privilege we have that I had to just have a chat with Lauren. I pray that our, our conversation was edifying and honoring unto your son. And we pray that through this, we can figure out how to love one another better. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, brother. Really appreciate you. We'll give him heaven Honor. out there. <laughs> honored to be with you thank you thank you give them heaven out there there's enough of the dark side slithering yeah. around and particularly uh in the area of your emotions this week be highly aware of your emotions um, sometimes we're not even aware that there's actually a common theme of the things that trigger us and anytime that we're triggered just know that we're attributing motive that's usually not correct as to why people are doing what they're doing so we need the power of the Holy Spirit within us to give us that discernment. Come back, my friends, come back to the place of our discernment and to ground yourself on the rock and the scriptures as you go forth. You can visit us at edgegodin.com for the series on the disc, as well as today's podcast will be posted there with the scriptures and resources that go along with us. And visit us at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com to learn more about this movement this mission that we're on. God bless you today. Look forward to our next podcast.